the Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Focus Radio Hour. We are available wherever podcasts are sold. And remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Become a member of the No Focus Radio Club at nofocusradio.com. There you can find exclusive content and merch. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook and soon on TikTok. Our handle is at nofocusradio. You can also find the rest of Lidomine Media's podcast and radio shows at lidomineMedia.com. Oh, and we're back. This we are is back. the No Focus Radio Hour. It is the only radio hour made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, and for those who are hiding from the Taliban in the Central Valley. <laughs> As uh, always, we have uh, our beautiful cast of characters. We have with us... The Doorman. Hey, Fresno. I love how it's so smoky out there. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I was, you were talking earlier about how you were worried that we weren't going to get the smoke this yes, summer. I mean, it's become I a tradition. Yeah, it's become a tradition every year now, right? Mm-hmm. California's on fire. Burns, yep. We burn all summer long. Mm-hmm. We hadn't really had that. Now we do. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can we stay it. here. Yeah I, yeah, I was thinking about moving because there wasn't enough smoke. Oh. Yikes. You don't want to buy cigarettes or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Get, take up cigars and cigarettes. That. We also have with us Mr. Marty Stu Padasso. Hey, I had to save my son's life this week. Yeah? <laughs> you did. Yeah. My wife was sending him to school. He just started middle school. So yeah. my wife was sending him to school with a SpongeBob backpack. No. no. I know, right? Wait, wait. Uh-oh. His Uh-oh. first day's in seventh grade. Seventh grade, yeah. Oh. First day he goes there with this SpongeBob backpack with little dinosaurs on it. And That's, I, oh, that and is heartbreaking. My wife said, oh, he's fine with it. And I said, son, are you fine with it? And he said, no, not really. So I took oh, him to gosh. Target and we bought him a you know regular backpack with nothing on it. And um, he's going to be much happier. He'll probably survive yeah. the week now. Because, you know, high, middle school is like the mm. tu- tutorial of how to blend in. So when you go to it's high like school. like the prep for high school. Yeah, right? so yeah, you, yeah. you learn to be the everyman. You so. told me that the gray man uh, when I started working in. with you, you never want to be the front zebra or the last zebra. You want to be somewhere blending in in, in the, the herd. Middle, yeah, middle the, of the herd. The herd the zebra. Herd. Stand out, the lions yeah. get you, or if you fall behind, the lions yeah. get you. Now, how long, how long have you had this backpack? Since the uh, fifth grade, because he loves it. Yeah, okay. I mean, the fifth grade, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's at that really sad age, though, where, like, it doesn't matter if you like it or not. At a certain point, you got to give up some of those yeah. things, or else you're going to get yeah. beat but up a little bit. But it sounds like he's past SpongeBob. Yeah, right? he, he, he is. He well, still he, loves it, but he, if he, uh, was, he yeah, You could do those things. Just do them in the privacy of your room after school. Right. <laughs> or you could do what I did, and you just own it. Like, I just oh. owned it. I did it, and I'm, then... I'm doing it. Yeah, people made fun of me, then I was like... 
Well, right. your mom's fat and ugly. And then I was like, oh, well, dang. Wow. That takes a certain strength of character that yeah. Yeah, does not yeah. quite well, have. You know, get- my, my daughter's uh, Naomi's starting sixth grade and started it this week. And I think she, I think that Max was on to something. There's a, uh, there's a certain time in life where, like it or not, you have to grow up. And she's experiencing mm. that anxiety mm. right now. Okay. We were talking about changes and how they can be scary you know, yeah. as a yeah. family. And I said, you know, what changes are, are scary for you? And she said, uh, sixth grade. And I said, why is sixth grade scary? She said, because ev- people are going to tell me, or because people say like, oh, you're in sixth grade. You have to stop acting silly and you can't be funny anymore. And I said, who's, who told you that? And she said, I told that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Her own oh, worst critic. Her oh, own worst critic. That, that was Don Schlicks, by the way. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. Of changes, yeah. speaking of changes, Don is back from Las Vegas. Yes. Do you have any change left after Vegas? Not a lot. We'll get into that later in the show. What I do, I want to bring up the smoke, too. I like it. It actually covers the sun. It acts mm-hmm. like a layer of clouds, mm, brings the temperature right. down, true. Mm-hmm. gives true. us cool smokers' voices. Oh, so there's, right. some, there's some benefits. We get that good nuclear winter. Yeah, there's yeah. some benefits to the uh, forest unmanagement program that uh, <laughs> Newsom likes to push. So, yeah. yeah. And what's nice about that smoker voice, it makes us sound so good on the radio. Oh, and that's oh. Johnny Knobs. Oh, you know, Johnny you guys Nobs. know why they call me Johnny Knobs? No, why? Because I control the volume. volume. Wow. Yeah. Hey, wait. <laughs> Do you guys hear those sirens? No, I'm being oh, hold serious on. right now. Take out in the back there. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. something oh, wait, going I, on. I think I do hear something. There's a lot of activity. Max, is that a helicopter? We're not kidding. Max, turn on the TV. Yeah, uh, give me one. See what's on. Let see if something's yeah. happening on the news right now. Here, here, we turn on the TV. Yeah. And now we take you on location with our on-the-spot reporter. I'm coming to you live from Amy and Ed's Pizzeria in Fresno, where police have surrounded a group of suspects. The individuals who are wanted for questioning have locked themselves in a storage room in the back of the restaurant. I'm here with Lieutenant Spencer of the Fresno Police Department, who is in charge of the scene. Lieutenant Spencer, what can you tell us about the suspects? The suspects are a group of social agitators that call themselves the No Focus Radio Hour. Uh, No Focus? Yeah, the kids refer to the Fresno area as the No so our suspects call themselves the no-focus radio hour. Are the group of suspects considered dangerous? They're not armed, if that's what you mean. But they are dangerous. They've been podcasting from different locations throughout the Fresno area for a couple of years now. They claim to be spreading comedy and insight. I don't get the comedy, but it's the insight that makes them dangerous. We can't allow our citizens to start thinking for themselves. They'd be impossible to control. Imagine the chaos if everyone stopped believing what they were told in the evening news and what their social media feeds say. So the answer to your question is, yeah, the no-focus radio hour is dangerous as hell. From what you've learned about the group, how many people would you say are involved in the no-focus radio hour? There are four suspects that we believe to be active members. There's... The leader, Johnny Knobs, he controls the volume. And there's Don Schlitz with his big poles. Eric the doorman, he's the Hey Fresno Did You Know guy. And there's stupid Asso. He's, well, he's just a hot mess. Uh, We've developed a task force to combat these subversive podcasters. And we've been trailing these guys for months now. 
We hope to shut them down before they can do some real damage. Excuse me, Lieutenant. The uh, explosives are set. The team is ready to breach the door. Roger that. All right, we got work to do, so let's go. Uh, this is Lieutenant Spencer of the Fresno PD. This is your last warning. Throw out your microphones and come out with your hands up. You have ten seconds, then we're forcing our way in. I'll attempt to describe the scene as it unfolds. A group of about... Five police officers, clad in riot gear, are standing next to the door of the storage room. They're about to detonate the explosives, which will blast the door off of its hinges and allow the police to gain entry. Time's up. Blow the door. There's a large cloud of smoke from the explosion. The police are rushing in through the doorway. I can't see what's happening. All I hear is shouting and something, some strange noise is coming from the storage room. Several of the officers who were part of the breaching team are now walking towards me. Lieutenant Spencer, can you tell me about what happened? Were you able to apprehend the suspects? Unfortunately, no. The room was full of skritters, a bunch of junk robot parts, and an empty box of cocoa crate from the DeBoss Chocolate Company. That might be a clue. They had to have been there recently. There was a can of hard seltzer with a licorice straw in it, and the can was still cool to the touch. They always managed to be one step ahead of us, and they just got lucky this time, but damn it. And on that disappointing note, back to the studio. And in other news, a class action lawsuit was filed against FresnosExchange.com after it was revealed that their business license violated several zoning restrictions. The restrictions prohibited the operation. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, wow. okay, okay. We're good, guys. We barely, we barely made it out of that me and yeah. Ed storage room. We're next door that in the bathroom close. at the Shell Station. Holy <laughs> smokes. And it smells close. in here. I think that's the that, bathroom, that, not us, right? That's me. That's oh, that's I had to run all the way over here. <laughs> Thanks guys, for the warning. That was close. That yeah. Was too close. Whew. Good ears, Don. Yeah, yeah. Heard that just in time. That was good. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to dig that tunnel to that bathroom <laughs> real quick. God, speaking of... Uh, I lost all my scritters, though. Damn it. Oh, well, we, we can get more, right? Are they still on clearance? Yeah, they're still on clearance. Do you, still think, right. do you think they're going to find us from that licorice and the... I think it'll like lip print you on can, that? Yeah, can they, they do, can they do lip prints they off that? They could do DNA off of it, I'm sure. Oh, jeez. Um, I can't do DNAregistry.com or anything. Yeah. Like well, I'm glad they didn't figure it out from the DeBoss uh, cocoa crate. Yeah, <laughs> that's tricky. But, you know, s- since we're sitting here in the Shell Station, I'm going to yeah. skip ahead and bring up this story. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got um, here? So a movement in California is hmm. uh, seeking to put a moratorium on any new gas pumps um, being built um, and a transformation of the U.S. transportation system. system. So actually, the very first town in California has a... Uh, Put a, they passed a law that um, no new gas pumps can be built. But further than that, anybody who owns a current gas station um, is unable to fix that pump if it breaks or what? add any more. Essentially um, forcing everybody who owns one to turn it into a electric charging station. So... That's cool. This uh, the city is Petaluma. Strangely enough, it's a very small town. It's out where um, you guys know where Petaluma is. 
Near Santa Rosa. Yeah. Uh, San, uh, San Francisco. Yeah, one of our favorite breweries is in uh, Petaluma. About 37 miles north of San Francisco. Yeah. Has a population of about 60,000. Yeah, wow, they have, is that off the top of your head? Just off the top. Yeah. You're You're amazing. Amazing. They have They have 16 gas stations, right? Across yeah. 14.5 square miles. Huh. But um, that's it. I mean, that's crazy. The city has <laughs> passed a bill to become carbon neutral by 2030. Oh um, so gosh. that's interesting. So okay, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. So okay, so they're getting rid of their pumps. Yeah. If if you can't if you can't repair if your pump goes down you can't repair it. Right. Are they now, gonna give these people money to transform their gas stations into electric stations? Of course. I not. guess not. Well, I and don't. Here's, and here's the other thing too. Now the gas station they showed looked like it was out in the middle of nowhere. Are they gonna run new electrical lines to basically change that to an electric? Yeah, well, Petaluma's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, so I'm not exactly sure how this is going to work for them, really. I mean... This is how they're all going to do it, too, is they're going to force this in this way where they just gradually get rid of gas stations and said, you have to have an electric car now. Well, and right. Then, oh, you know what this is? It's going to make it harder no. to get gas than it is to get electric. Here's the deal, too. It's going to make it harder to leave California. They want to keep the rest of us here so they can tax us. Because uh, that charge only goes for, what, how many miles? 200, 300 miles. If yeah. you're on the left coast, good luck trying to get. Yeah, we have mountains and desert, and we'll never get through them. That's right. Oh, that's right. God. So we're yeah. stuck. We're going to be stuck. As, as I don't know if you're kidding, but that's actually <laughs> a. A, a something I've thought about yeah. is that with gas, you can go anywhere you want. Yeah. Uh, with electric cars, you can only go where they build the electric stations. Right. And they can control that. So yeah. they, they're yep. taking away the freedom that the automobile well, brought gave to us. And not, yeah. only, not only that, but, you know, they can they can uh, uh, attach, right? Mm-hmm. We go to these these credits they were talking about. What is it? Environmental credits yep. or whatever? ESG scores. ESG right. scores. So you may only be able to get a charge for 60 miles and not the full 200-mile right. charge depending on, you know, your ESG your score. score. Or it's a it's a great control mechanism well, overall. Well, keep in mind, I don't know if you guys remember reading the um, the Green New Deal, that bill, that, that gem that was going to try to pass. Essentially, they forced us into it by just new laws and Tacking those things into mm. more current bills. Was that was that, uh, that was, was that AOC's? Obama? It was AOC's. Oh, gym. AOC's yeah. thing. Okay, got it. Um, in there, in that bill, one of the big things was was no more gas stations, bans on gas stations, but also no more uh, federal money in planes. Where they wanted to get rid yeah, of get all rid of planes, yeah. all airplanes, and mm. replace them with trains. Oh. Once again, though. That's exactly the same thing. You're stuck wherever they they build tracks. Unless you work for Washington D.C., then you can fly all right. over the place every day, yeah. right? With your family and everyone else, and just go on holiday to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But the hack is actually a guy at our work just he informed me this is a great hack. Uh, if you have an electric car, what you do is you just keep a gas generator in the front then that just you know keeps on charging your electric car you just keep on filling it with gas what if you can't get gas that's the that's the question you get one of those uh flux capacitors (laughs) the ones where you throw the trash in you get a refinery so you have to pump the pump the oil out of the ground don't don't go over 88 miles an hour you're going to end up in another time yeah oh okay yeah uh, yeah and you're you want to go back in time 88 miles an hour you're going to see some serious you know the other thing that they still haven't explained about electric cars 
is the batteries uh, oh. can only go a certain amount. You yeah, know, it's not, yep. they don't take you as far as gas. They're not as easy to recharge as gas. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they are not good for the environment because not they all. have all these rare min- minerals and yep. whatever the heck needs to make them. And what the heck do you do with them when they die? You burn them in China. Yeah, you just burn yeah. them, and it's yeah. worse yeah. for the environment. Have they solved that at all? Before no. They push us into this? Well, no. Here's, here's the other thing too. There, there was a new kind of a new uh, niche market where you know these Teslas after they get to a certain age they couldn't be nobody really repaired them so now people are starting to open up shops you know and break down these teslas to be able to put them back together repair certain things because they hadn't thought about that it's like oh they're gonna go they're just saying it's like a recyclable car Mm -hmm. you just it only runs so long then you just go get a new one right that's the idea but yeah you can't do that there's no way yeah, it's uh, it's great because you essentially you rip up the earth for the rare earth minerals, which is very dirty process, and you're doing yeah. that with well, child you're, you're labor doing it, you're doing and you're doing it with gasoline country. with other it countries matter. exactly. And then once you're done, you ship those batteries here, and we're done with them. Then you ship them back there, and they just burn well, them again. Here's so, what you do, Max: you get cool. Sally Struthers out there, you mm-hmm. give her give She's her a still couple. Alive? Yeah, I think oh, so. A couple bucks a day to feed those kids over there, so that they can, you know, they're not hungry. They can go and dig up those rare minerals in a right. different country. And then, they, hey, we, then we, get, we get the benefit. And if you, you know? sponsor them, mm-hmm. then they'll send you little pictures that they drew of them and their family slowly dying. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Toxic chemicals. Yeah. Because That'd of be toxic great. chemicals and the hard labor. Th- this is all nonsense. It is complete nonsense. And I can't believe, I mean, there's going to be a point, I think, some even in California, people are going to have to stand up against this with the uh, not doing uh, gas stations and this kind of nonsense. I can't believe the car companies are, I know they're in bed. Oh, but yeah. but at the same time, it's like they get rid of the gas vehicle. That's a lot of their sales. No, no. It's a, Think about how many new sales they're going to get when everybody has to buy an electric car. Yeah. Mm. They're going to make yeah. a ton of money. I just and they're going to get deals from the government to help put in. Subsidize it. Yeah. Are they just hoping we can eventually get to a point where a battery will last you 50? I mean, think of all these batteries that are just going to pile up. Yeah, no. Well, no. I mean, you, you have planned obsolescence, right? They don't want these things lasting because then you'll never buy anything else. So you cannot build something that's going to last. You can't do it. Otherwise, you, you build it, build some, you build yourself out of the market. Well, in, in theory, there could be a world where we innovate the technology enough to where batteries can last a long time. But since we're just subsidizing them constantly, there is no innovation, you know, yeah. uh, going into these batteries. And so most they really times, haven't done much. And most times if they do, Max, tell me if this is true. If they do, mm-hmm. they probably get bought out by the big companies to basically hide that technology, right? To shove that technology in the vault where we'll never see it because right. they, they want that planned obsolescence going. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool. So, anyways, Petaluma. So I'm not going to Petaluma for vacation. Yeah. Were you guys going to take the kids to Petaluma? Yeah, we were going to go to the Petaluma Petting Zoo. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. Actually, Petaluma does have a cool thing. It's called the Butter and Eggs Festival because Petaluma is kind of a farm town. Yeah. Um, Butter and Eggs Festival. I've always wanted to go, actually. So if you have a chance, uh, if you're from Petaluma, you know, and you have an invite. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to find out about people in Petaluma. What, do they have uh, Apple phones? I mean, uh, you know how bad those are for the environment? How right. many Apple phones are in Petaluma? And how many, you know, people love to feel good about this stuff, you know, for a second. But uh, the reality We're, is, is that. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite thing about, like, Apple. You know, they'll go, our, our Apple phones are made with recycled aluminum. Aluminium. 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 And we put them in these beautiful boxes that they have, you know, made in China overseas. And then they add the little extra plastic to it and all that stuff. And now they're like, all the phone manufacturers are saying, well, we can't put chargers in with our phones because 
you already have chargers, so and it's too much waste. Well, I already mm. also have a phone, so why yeah. are you even selling me phones if you care that much? Yeah. Such yeah. BS. How many people did it say? How many people live there? You said 60,000, right? Yeah, 60,000. 60, yeah, 60,000. I wonder how many of those people actually agreed to it. Oh, my God. They're probably all rolling they said, their Did they say eyes it was like voted are. on? Well, uh, they're probably all rolling their eyes like we are going, what the hell? The biggest objections do? came from classic car owners. Um, American Graffiti was filmed in the town. Ooh. We are not getting rid of all the gas stations, she told the objectors. They seemed appeased. What it said. What? We're not getting rid of them. They just can't, you know, eventually they're all going to get old and rotten and you can't fix them. Can't so, fix them. yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so, I guess we're all pretty, yeah. pretty soon it's going to spread to every town like it does in California. Like exactly. Like, like, a like how fast, right? Like a virus, like a real virus. Like the a other thing about yeah. electric vehicles is they're all like a hundred thousand dollars unless you want to get like a yeah. little well subsidied. Right? Right, yeah. When they're subsidized, supposedly you can get it for zero dollars because it's subsidied. You know, you're, you should be able to get a Tesla for like right. no money down and no payment, no monthly payment. GM's coming out with the Hummer. It's like 120 grand. Ford, is that green? Is yeah, that, is that of battery? Course. Yeah, battery. Ford is coming out with a battery powered F 150. It's yeah. going to be 70 grand. So, guys, we have a special guest with us oh. right now, Mr. Matt Hackney, who is joining us right now. Now, let's see. Give me one second. Gonna get Matt up on the screen. Oh, I see him. There he is. And then, Hello. Matt, give me one second here. We're gonna get us up on the screen so you can actually see us. And hey, there we go. Hey, we can we see go. you. There, there he is. Hey, All Matt. right. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're having Matt on because he has been a uh, cameraman for ABC News for how long? It's got to be like a million years, right? Uh, so I've been a photojournalist for about 16 and then working at ABC 30 for about 10. So wow. 10, will be 10 years. You look too young for that, though. That's a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. I, uh, I started when I was 18, like right out of high school. Wow. Like six, six months out, I was working at Channel 26. How did you manage so I, that? Because that's a hard gig to get, I would imagine. Uh, you know, if I was to tell you the whole story, you'd realize it's a lot easier to fall into TV news than you'd ever think <laughs> it was possible. Um yeah, I, I had a, tried to go to film school, and film school is expensive. I don't know if you knew this, but it's real expensive <laughs> mm. to go to a private film school. And uh, filling out the paperwork, I'm like, okay, well, what else, what else can I do? This isn't going to happen. So I just called all the TV stations in town, you know, and I talked to people like John Wallace, you know, back at Channel 47 way back then, and like, you know, well, you have to be in school in order to be an intern, and we don't have any kind of entry-level positions for you. But by the time I got to 26, they're like, no, we don't have any internships, but do you want a job? I'll give you a job. <laughs> I love wow. I love Fox. Fox is like, you don't That's have amazing. any experience? You're Perfect. 18? Yeah. Perfect. It's exactly yeah. what yeah. we need. That's yeah. awesome. It was yeah, it was a couple companies ago that owned them, and it was uh, felt like the Wild West, like working there. Of like, I had no idea what I was doing, and like, oh, it's okay, we'll teach you. I love that. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a lot of on-the-job training, but I, you know, I can only thank the people that worked with me that took the time to teach me stuff because there were a lot of very poorly shot news stories for a long while before <laughs> I figured out uh, how to do the job. No, Matt. Um, Should we introduce ourselves? I mean, he yeah. knows. He knows. Uh, I'm I'm Eric the Doorman, mm -hmm. by the way, and you know there. Marty me, Stupid yeah. Asso. I'm Don Schlicks. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. And, and then uh, I think you and I have actually met, Matt. I think you might have uh, come to the old uh, chocolate factory a couple years ago. 
Yeah, so story, I, yeah. I, I looked it up a bit ago here. It was uh, a Made in the Valley segment with Amanda Venegas That's back right. in two, 2016. We okay. came out and, and featured a uh, little chocolate factory for uh, Made right. in the Valley. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, nice wow. seeing you again. I actually, I'm also, uh, I'm also uh, a friend of yours on Instagram. I don't know how that happened, but I am. I, so I, I see your stuff all the time, so I feel like we're friends. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it had to have been probably around that time. Must have been, yeah. But, yeah. Very cool. But, uh, well, yeah. uh, I wanted to say first, thank you for stopping on, on the show. Um, and we just, yeah, uh, yeah. we just kind of wanted to hear uh, kind of your, your background like that and also just talk to you about some of your unique stories, things that you film, things that well, you've seen. And, and you, you know, I was going to make there. a comment. You know, you were able to, to get in uh, to do TV right off the bat without having to go to school. And how much money did that save you? And how much more did you actually learn, you know, on the job training than you probably would have learned in school? Well, so just today I interviewed uh, Jeff Bennett from Ampersand Ice Cream, mm -hmm. and we were talking, and he's like, oh, I went to film school, and we both, you know, well, he went to the school that I wanted to go to, and he was there mm. probably about a graduating class before I would have started, and he was talking about all these problems that were there and all the money that it cost him wow. and him trying to get a job working on a, a set and getting passed over by some executive son who didn't know what they were doing. And him just completely changing gears and going into a whole different profession and leaving kind of that world, you know, as far as making movies in L.A. behind. And, you know, he, he's, I think he said it may like, it cost him about 140000 wow. to go get that degree. Like yeah. just li oh living gosh. expenses and all that, you know, just everything to live down there to get a degree. And just yeah. to think of like, you know. I'm definitely not rolling in any kind of money right now, but to think, just to think, oh, I, I've technically saved all that money. I'm right. that much less in debt now. Yeah, yeah. and you know what you did, though? Yeah. You, you, you're less in debt, and you have an actual career, right? You have a career, yeah. and you have uh, a skill set that is uh, a rare now, actually, um, because yeah. a lot of times, I mean, and if I understand correctly, you are strictly a photojournalist, right? You're not a newscaster. Uh, like, you're not an on-camera person, correct? Yeah, I do all the stuff yeah. out in the field, so right. everything outside of the studio, all that kind of stuff. But most of this, it's still like a technical kind of vocation. Right. You know, it's it's more than just photography. There's being able to troubleshoot equipment problems, and yeah. you know, you have to be a navigator and professional chauffeur, and you know, editor, mm -hmm. and just all these sort of like you know, kind of a, a Swiss Army knife kind of position where you know you're working out in the field with no support, so you have to be able to handle things on your own. And it's hard to teach that in school. Mm -hmm. And so it really benefited me to be able to get a job right away and just learn everything out in the field, you know, kind of the hard way sometimes. But, you know, when I was about 22, uh, I was running into people who I had graduated with who were interning, who they'd gone through like the MCJ program and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they're coming back to Fresno to do an internship. And yeah. Uh, they're like running into me. They're like, oh, are, are you an intern too? I'm like, no, this is my job. You're coming with me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Well, yeah. you know, we, we talk about that a lot on the show too, yeah. about how, you know, it's it's people people just going out there and, and taking the initiative to do it, you know, rather than just waiting for somebody to hand them something or, you know, you actually took the initiative and go out there to look for something and you ended up with a job. That's pretty amazing. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. the other thing you brought up is there's some um, – there are some college degrees that just don't make sense. I was also a radio, TV, and film uh, major, mm. and I graduated and went to, actually, kind of like Matt, went around to the local stations, 
and and other other things like that and they were like well what projects have you worked on and what have you been i was like well i was in college i have a degree and they didn't care <laughs> about my yeah. degree wow. they wow. want to know my experience, experience and have, projects yeah. and stuff right. so i was like yeah. i should have just not gone to college and just done a you know started at some place and gotten experience you know yeah. it would have made yeah. more sense yeah. but yeah. one of the neat things yeah. about watching abc news is some of the takes when the newscaster is talking they'll show the newsroom and me and my wife love to always watch it because sometimes you will see Matt walk around in the background <laughs> of the newsroom and, you know, we'll like take pictures and send it to friends. And go, Hey, look, we can see Matt. It's uh, cool. Hey, Matt, do you do that on purpose and wave at Marty and stuff? <laughs> no, it's the newsroom is a giant rectangle and the camera is at the, the far end of the like the the long side. Right. So anywhere you go in the newsroom, you're going to end up on camera at that moment if somebody's going live. And there's no bell that goes off that warns you that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You just look over and the red light's on and <laughs> oh, I, was, I was on TV. Oops. You know, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you see, you know, it's very cold in the newsroom. Our, our AC is originally set up, you know, for giant rack mount tape editors right. and all these closets and it's all ducted in specifically to keep them cool. Mm. But now it's like one tiny efficient pc is in that room <laughs> yeah and it's it's just it's Crazy. very cold in the newsroom so if you look closely sometimes you'll see a snuggie somebody right. sitting it's a 118 degrees outside and somebody has a hoodie <laughs> on the inside That's we're awesome. borderline refrigerated you in guys there. got like a parka yeah. on in there yeah it's freezing so uh, matt yeah. this is kind of a fun thing so when when did you start working in the in news what about what year was that so, uh, to, so I, I've got some some hard points here. So my very first day at Channel 26 was the day that the uh, Scott Peterson verdict came down. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so that was 2004. So okay. wow. I, walk, I walked into the newsroom. They're like, this is the newsroom. You need to go home. We all have to go. Yeah. And that was it. Like I, I literally I didn't get to do anything that day because they had to go. They had to run out there out the door to go, mm. you know, cover everything and and start getting stuff on on the air. But uh a year year later more or less i started working at channel 47 okay and right around um right around that time was uh you know with marcus weston and everything was mm -hmm. going to trial oh and wow so those, yeah. those were some like some real heavy moments to to come in you know and, and be a part of and and you know i wasn't there for the for the day that you know that they found all all the bodies but to be there for the trial and just hear all the all the stories that were coming out and talking to the family and things like mm. that. It's, it's a lot of heavy stuff to throw mm -hmm. at somebody were with you, no life experience. Were yeah. you allowed to be, I can't remember if that was, if cameras were allowed in the courtroom, were you allowed to be in the courtroom as that trial was going on? Uh, so I never actually was in the courtroom for that. I worked the, the night shift at that time. And okay. so by the time I came in, all the trial was done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I know that we were all over the place for a lot of those trials, uh, yeah. you know, mo most of the time it's a pool feed situation. So mm. one camera will go in yeah. mm. and, you know, but back in, in, back in the old days, 15 years ago, whatever, we used to be able to tie all the cameras together. Mm -hmm. So you literally have this chain of photographers sitting in the hallway, taking a feed, you know, cable coming in one camera and out the other, sneaking through. Uh, so one guy's shooting it and everybody's just rolling, you know, and yeah, it's, it's right. a lot harder to do that nowadays, but you just bring a thumb drive and you've got all the video right there. Well, yeah. let, let me, let me back you up a little bit further. Now, when, when you were younger, did you, you said you want to go to film school. So did you kind of, you just had an interest? Did you always film stuff, you know, yourself and edit it and put it together or, or what, what really piqued your interest to do this in the first place? Yeah. You know, I mean, being a kid, I, you know, played around with the, 
you know, my grandparents' uh, VHS camera. Yeah. I made some little like Lego videos and things like that. And I, I wish I still had those those tapes to look back on. But uh, when I was in junior high, I was in the drama. Uh, drama class at Alta Sierra and Mr. Stump who's he's, he's passed away but I, I never forget he brought out this video mixer and we did these scenes where he mm. had two people side by side at, you know acting out the kind of like a, a, a romance scene where it's you know a boy trying to ask a girl out and he needed somebody to come volunteer to relieve him on the video switcher and I'm like I'm I'm hooked how do wow. I this is what I want to do I want to go more into this and it took a couple more years. I ended up getting involved with uh, leadership at Buchanan, and um, they didn't have a video program when I was there. It was literally people who were leadership students working in a closet who would edit the video announcements. Wow. And that was it. So <laughs> my, my freshman year, I shadowed them for a little while, and then when they, they graduated, so my sophomore year, I came in and kind of took it over, and we did it for, for a couple of years, and I, I ended up joining uh, you know the media program at a cart the mm -hmm. you know the center for advanced research and technology the rop school and you know just kind of any opportunity i could to do something sort of production or technical you know i i did stuff through leadership for our rallies the you know i pitched this whole idea of like yeah we could use this mixer and mm. if you give me a little bit of money i can go buy this cables and adapters from home depot and we can actually do like a jumbotron at our rallies <laughs> and yeah, like i can't cool. believe that they gave me the money to go do this <laughs> wow. like you know with no question asked like i really had no idea what i was talking about like i it was all just a guess that it was going to work and it did you know oh, and then wow. doing that yeah, doing that, the guy that used to they used to hire to run sound and lighting for the, the rallies and proms and things like that, he saw that I was, you know, I kind of knew what I was doing and I was working hard and he ended up offering me some part-time work there. And so all these like little things kind of helped me, I think, at least put something on my resume to say these are the projects that I had done, these yeah. are people that I had worked with and things like that. And to have maybe a couple years of off and on, you know, part-time uh, production experience and stuff through high school was enough for the, the you know the news director at channel 26 to be like sure i'll give you a job <laughs> yeah. wow that's great yeah. hey, what years were you at buchanan uh like 2000 2004 oh you just missed me i graduated in 99 Ooh, i used to do the morning so announcements yeah yeah so you were in the closet yeah were you in the closet i didn't edit it we <laughs> had a guy we had a you know i don't remember his name but he would edit it for us i was like you know writing them and and being on screen and stuff and mm -hmm. getting in trouble for stuff we were saying you know now <laughs> yeah matt, for you, sure matt you might have had a similar experience with took to mine at cart i went to cart for the uh, media as well digital media and for i think 2005 and 2006 um and uh if your if your experience was like mine the two teachers there didn't actually know anything at the time and but i just had all of this equipment so we just did whatever we wanted and it was a blast um i don't know if you had different teachers when you were there or yeah it wasn't until like my senior year where i was finally like I'm just going to do things. Right. And I started kind of just making stuff and I made, made some, you know, decent things for that time. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I, I had some disagreements with some of the teachers. Yeah. I, I definitely, I was not a good student in the sense of like the English and like psychology, sociology side. Sure. I was not doing the homework. I was all there <laughs> for the tech. Right. And that most of our class, my first year, we were all failing. 
Nobody mm. was doing the English homework. Right. It was, you know, it's bad. It's you're tempted by all these toys. Yeah. You want to leave everything else behind. <laughs> but I tell you, if it wasn't for that tech site, I probably wouldn't have cared at all about high school. Right. And I not get involved in video. I would not have like wanted to go to school. I probably would have failed out super early. So, I mean, this really saved my whole educational career by giving sure. me something to be excited about and feel, be focused on. But you know, I remember the the video teacher at the time, I think, had a business degree. Mm. <laughs> and so there was yeah. a, a lot of stuff that it felt like they were just a page ahead of us in the book. But the the teacher that's there now, um, Seth Chambers, yeah. I used to I used to work with him at Channel 47. He was on the morning show when I started there yeah. and he left he left to go teach. Oh, cool. He is he has changed that program. It, it is so yeah. far beyond. I mean, we we had like a week where somebody came in and tried to teach us how to use After Effects mm -hmm. and that was it. Right. Like they use it as part of the class. Mm, like all like cool. they you just you learn that as as part of the you know your your lesson through the year, and they're making amazing stuff. I mean it's it's yeah. I I wish I could have <laughs> gone with with Seth for sure. Like yeah, I, I think you can only I, imagine where I would be right with that kind of teacher. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure right after I had graduated, they ended up getting rid of the two teachers like a year or two later and replaced them because they at the time I think it was the same thing with you that. They were just, I don't even know if they were a page ahead of us in the book. I remember specifically asking questions and he'd just be like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I was yeah, like, they, okay, uh, he don't even care anymore. <laughs> I think they changed like the technicality of it, of like you had to have a degree or experience in the field you were teaching. Got and it. then suddenly a few people couldn't teach her anymore. And it kind of makes you kind of makes you wonder some things but you know yeah. I, I have no ill will toward, towards any of them you know i'm, I'm yeah no they got the I job i mean anyway but. yeah um okay so, man, like yeah. you've been a photojournalist for a long time now what yeah. story has really stuck with you if you had to talk about one story you had to cover what story would that be you know i, I tell you at this point it's hard for me to remember what happened like monday right like <laughs> certain stories i'll remember in like in great detail but like it's like i'm trying to grasp at threads to, to remember these things they 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 start to to run together, right? But there's, you know, there's little stuff of like I, you know, in two, I say little, but in 2008, uh, I went to Omaha to cover Fresno State playing in the College World Series. Oh wow, and, that's cool. And so when they approached me, you know, I I was like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll go cover this game. Where is it? I had no idea. I was not a sports fan. Had no idea about College World Series that it was held in in Omaha. Mm. No idea what I was getting myself into, and I thought I was going to be gone for like a weekend. And then, like, the night before we were going to leave, somebody mentions, like, oh, yeah, you could be gone for, like, two weeks if they win it. <laughs> but, they're, but they're not going to win it. So just ah! your, your plane ticket's, you know, scheduled to come back on Monday. So wow. we were going to, like, leave, like, Thursday or Friday, go for the weekend. They were going to lose their first two games, and we were going to come back Monday. That's what yeah. the plan was. And then they just kept winning. And they kept winning. And suddenly, like – we have to go buy clothes or find a laundromat. Like, with, <laughs> with, and so we, you know, it was George Takata and I were there, and it oh, was just, an, it was an ama amazing time. The whole, the whole week, it was just, just, just chaos of like the, you know, they waited so long to make the decision that there were no hotels in in Omaha. We were at like a 30, 40 minute drive outside of wow. Omaha at this wow. really rundown, terrible hotel. Uh, we had to share a room, so it's like I'm sleeping on the futon in the room with George there. And then we had like this terrible little PT cruiser we're driving around, but, <laughs> but we had, you know, this new technology, we were using FTP to send everything mm -hmm. back. So we had a little laptop and a capture card cause I, we were still shooting on tapes yep. and uh, we would, you know, compress it to take about 45 minutes to compress our minute and a half story and then upload it over an LTE card. 
And wow. it wasn't even LTE back then. Yeah. Right. And so, yes, but it made us flexible because the other stations, they would have to leave and go find a bureau or they have to go find a sat truck and then book a sat window and then upload oh, it. Wow. We were packing up. We were going to the restaurant. We were going, you know, down the street, you know, to the hotel and setting up camp in the team's hotel's lobby mm-hmm. and just finding a table and just working there. And a player comes by. It's like, hey, hey come, come do an interview. Come do an interview. And so we got all of this, like, intimate, you know, sort of uh, uh, interviews and things like that. And just this time, like, face-to-face time with these guys to see them, you know, mm. off the field as they're just there, you know, hanging out in between the games. That's amazing. So we, you know, yeah, that whole two weeks was, you know, we did a, we shot part of a story at the laundromat because we had to do we had to do laundry and we were having to turn you know multiple stories every day so right. we just included yeah. you know so george throws the the bag of clothes over his shoulder and walks on in you know and we uh they called fresno state the cinderella team and so we shot a story where george reads cinderella to all of them and so it was nice just to, we just chased after everybody around the lobby and we got all these great interviews oh that's awesome segments where he's reading you know sections of the book page by page and yeah, just that that whole two weeks was was an just an amazing That's adventure. Well, to well be now out you're, there. you're you're there to do a job, but did you get caught up in all that too? Just watching him, I mean, you know, progress and 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 win. I mean, that had to be amazing yeah. too. So you know, they didn't let me shoot because ESPN has a lot of restrictions on you know what footage can get out. Mm. So I'm basically in this like uh, room with all the other media taking a feed from them right okay. so i'm just i'm just hitting record and stopping record you know and just watching it on my little computer screen but the the very last game like you could just feel that energy everywhere mm. you know it's 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 hot it's humid there was a tornado warning earlier in the week oh, that's like right. it's that's all right. sorts of craziness going on yeah and and they they're gonna let us go on the field after the game but it's only after espn is off the air so we're watching the game and we're, you know, we're doing the thing where we're getting ready and we're like walking towards the door, watching the monitors. We're trying to walk away because you don't want to miss what's going to happen. And they shuffled us on down this long, it felt like a dungeon, <laughs> literally down, down into the bowels of this stadium to be in one of the access uh, stairways to get out onto the field. And so there's like 12 of us maybe in this long hallway on the stairs and we're watching this eight inch monitor that they've put there so we can see oh what's my going gosh. on and it's a feed. And so that's how I watch the end of the game Oh my is, gosh. is wow. I'm like 20 feet of cement below everybody else in, <laughs> yeah. in the stadium, watching it on a tiny little monitor, hearing the roar of oh, everything. And oh so, my God. <laughs> yeah. So it was like getting that's to crazy. watch the highlights later on, you know, on ESPN, watching their top 10 and all that. Like that's yeah. where I really got to, to watch everything. But you know, I, we were out on the field as they're, doing the dog pile and running around. Oh, I mean, just wow. to be there with that energy and my phone's getting blown up there. You know, you're there for history. This is history right yeah. now. And Amazing. You know, they had the big yeah. parade when they came back. I mean, it's like you, I didn't do anything. I just, I just, I, I was there to observe it. I didn't win anything, but you feel like you won something yeah. to be there. It's you hard not to, right? That, yeah. Yeah. It's contagious, awesome. all that energy. Yeah. Yeah. I have one yeah. more question. Uh, yeah. News journalists and, and uh, photographers often have to film um, in maybe dangerous situations, have you ever had to film like I don't know a fire or something where you were like, "Wow, this is actually kind of uh, dangerous or scary where I'm at right now"? Uh, yeah, you know, we especially with ABC, ABC Thirty, there's such a culture of of safety, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and it's it's funny the the further into my career I get, the more it's said now. It wasn't said very much in the beginning of you know if you feel unsafe, get out, hmm. leave. 
you know, mm. don't don't take don't take that risk. You know, you're not worth your life is not worth the shot, the story, whatever stuff like that. But you know, there were times where I got into things that I didn't realize how dangerous it was until afterward. You know, and there's a lot of things that look more dangerous than they they really are. You know, mm-hmm. I've been at crazy big three alarm fires where like the building is going to collapse, and I'm I'm at the border of of safety and you know, yeah. safe and not safe, yeah. but I'm totally fine. It looks crazy. You can feel the heat coming off of some of these buildings. Mm-hmm. But the time that I was like, like really scared, like really thought like, okay, something bad might happen was just this past year. Hmm. So we figured my, my 16th year in, in, in news. Um, do you remember like the, the really crazy windstorm that came in? Oh, yeah. it, 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 it was after the Creek fire was out and they mm-hmm. were pulling down trees. They mm-hmm. sent us up to North Fork and, and Bass mm-hmm. Lake area. And there's grass fires. There's fires mm-hmm. up near this lumber yard. And I'm literally watching waves of embers fly through the air wow. across the road that I took to get there. And wow. I'm like, at any point, I'm like, that's that's the road to get out. Yeah. That's another road I can take. <laughs> wow. It's going to take me to like Mammoth Pool, like Reservoir, which mm-hmm. is deep, deep in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're hearing limbs break. You're hearing, you know, uh, wow trees fall in the distance i mean the wind is howling you're standing sideways i'm having my tripod is is all the way collapsed just to try to stay steady to get some kind of you know shot that isn't just whipping in the wind were you up there alone yeah and i I work the morning show right now so i I came in at 4 a.m and immediately went up to the mountains so there's no lights you know I'm, i'm coming around bends and i can see where trees had already been pushed out of the road or chopped up and removed by the oh, wow. you know, road crews. And it's like, we just missed this roadblock, you know? Oh my and gosh. that was after covering the Creek fire. Yeah. Right. You know, I was up there the, the Monday after it started and they were, they let us in into those, those areas when they're close to the, the public, we're able to, to go in to report still. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even being in there, the worst part of that, we're never near any fire. We never got close enough for that to have been a danger at, at that point anyway. But the smoke came in like fog. Mm. And so there's a visibility like concern. There's just a breathing, you know, mm-hmm. the term's called enveloped. Have you ever heard of this? Mm-hmm. Of like where all the oxygen is just pushed oh. away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like carbon dioxide. Yeah. It's, it's all the oxygen is displaced. And so if you get in a low point, I mean, you can just suffocate. Jeez. Like it's a it's a crazy scary That's thing insane. to think about, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's something you know, the firefighters deal with, and, you know, when they when they're out there covering this but, stuff. And and they have and so, oxygen tanks. That's why they have oxygen tanks, yeah. right? A lot of times, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm out there with significantly fewer supplies, fewer resources. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, no people know generally where I am, but not exactly <laughs> where I am. And mm. so we, you know, we try to do our best to make the call. And I'm like, I'm looking for spots where it's clear, where I can see an exit. You know, we're trying to find um, spots on the four lane where there's enough room to get off the road and and be able to do our, our live shot, you know, from up there. Because that's ultimately the goal is like get as quickly to the place that we can go live and then we do our two hour morning show from up there. Mm. But, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be a story at that point. Right. You never <laughs> want to end up on, in the newscast. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so we you know, we do everything we can to be safe, but there is always that deadline, that that pressing thing in the back of your mind of like, I need to get this shot. Mm-hmm. But I, I I take far fewer risks now than I than I did when I was young. And, and, and uh, you know, there there are other times where like I, I was completely unaware of what the danger was of, you know, being at a shooting 
on like New Year's Day out in Sanger. Mm. And I'm at this apartment complex. I can see the flashing lights are in the distance. It had happened before my shift even started. And so I'm out there. It's foggy. It's cold. I'm by myself. I'm outside of this uh, apartment complex. It's all gated, so I can't trespass and go in. So I'm just shooting through the fence, waiting to see if I can stop law enforcement on their way out to ask what happened to get them to confirm anything. And this guy comes up and talking to me and I, I can't really see him where he's at, but he's like telling me to, you know, get the F out of here. And, and he's real upset. And I got, you know, a member of the media, you know, we're on public property. I, I have every right to be there. There's no expectation of privacy on the sidewalk on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Right. But he's like, he's real upset. And so I have to kind of, is the story worth it? for me to get beat up by this guy, you know, him to get mm, angry. Yeah. And so I tried to just kind of, you know, talk to him and ask him if he knew what was going on. And while he's telling me, yeah, I know what's going on. It was my best friend. He got shot. Well, he steps into the light and I can see he's covered in blood. Oh, like wow. his entire shirt is covered in blood. It's on his hands. Mm. He's been wiping it on his brow, just covered in blood. And he's like, it's my best friend, man. They shot my friend. And he's so upset. He's like, and you're, the, you know, the media's here. And it's like, well, hey, man, like, I, you know, I, I want to know, you know, who shot your, your friend. Like, we, you know, they need to get him. People need to know to be on the lookout for this guy. You know, the, the cops need to get him. And, you know, and that's really why I'm there. I'm a public service at that point to help find this killer and, you know, be able to tell the story of the victim that was killed. And, you know, and just talking to that guy, he calmed down and he, and he just kept talking with me. But he was so distraught and agitated. You know, I didn't receive any any training to deal with with trauma victims and things mm -hmm. like that, you know, yeah. but you just kind of have to pick up this stuff. And we deal with a lot of people on the worst day of their life. Yeah, right. You know, you talk about like another st story that hangs with me, um, you know, the a lot of the, um, you, you know, the soldiers that were killed in afghanistan mm. you know went to be canada yeah. I, I went to school with most of them yeah. when we i was i was there bridging the you know the same period as most of those yeah. uh, soldiers and um to have them you know to be in the newsroom and hear somebody talking about the press release from the department of defense saying that you know you know i believe it was nathan hubbard was the first one i ever heard i'm standing in the newsroom when i and i hear that that name called out and that's just that's that's to me you know, hear somebody that i went to school with to hear that name come from a press release from the government you know at that point to come in at this issue i mean it's you know and i just trying to that that whole family's been through so much and it, you, know, you try to tell these stories to help honor them but it's everybody's grieving you know mm -hmm. it just becomes yeah. such a difficult thing you play that that game of you know how much time do you give somebody to grieve before telling that story mm -hmm. where, you know, really the, the grief is, is part of that story. It's part, you know, it's part of the emotion of it all. And these are all just tough decisions you're going to have to make because you also have the monkey on your back of the 24 hour news cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so they want to yeah. do things on a timely manner. You want to honor these people. And, you know, it's, there's, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, you know, heavy stuff over the years. I've, I've been to tons of car crashes and fires and shootings and things like that. But, you know, there, there's been, good stories, fun stuff, you know, being able to do features on like the, the sheriff's departments like mounted patrol when they're about to be, you know, they're going to have to shut down because they're running out of money. And then somebody sees our story and donates the next day mm -hmm. and pays to fund wow. the whole thing for a couple more years. And, you know, right now I work with uh, Amanda Venegas most days and we do kind of business features. And we, we talk about, you know, this past year, we've done a lot of stories about people who lost their job in the pandemic mm -hmm. and had to get some other, side gig going that's now become their main gig oh, you know yeah. people who started I, baking they, I saw that they on love the news that was a good that was a good segment i saw that yeah 
Yeah, there's there's been a whole handful of them of like people who started baking, mm-hmm. and they used to just bake for their friends, and now they got a cottage license and they're baking mm-hmm. out of their house, and they're able to you know they do deliveries and things like that. People that make soap, you know, there's a bunch of stores in Old Town Clovis now that that have multiple little vendors that are in there, and mm-hmm. I just did a story you know about a month ago on. Uh, a company I, I'm drawing a blank on their name now, but they make they make like bath bombs and soaps. They have one that's the shape of a cloud that's got a little insert that's a rainbow. And so when you put it in the bathtub, the cloud floats around and it shoots a rainbow out the backside. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So that's yeah, great. so you never know what what you're gonna get really with with yeah. news. Like every day, it's gonna be something different. It's totally unexpected. I could be at a homicide where a bunch of people got murdered. Or I could be talking about bath bombs and right. little ra- rainbow soaps, you know. So or going to chocolate factories and yeah. chatting with Max, you know. You never you never know what's going to happen. There there's always a loose plan, but but breaking news is what interrupts everything. Well, well now what do you do to kind of unwind? I mean, you know, to kind of get, get away from that, you know, because like you said, there's so much there's so much uh, uh, bad news and good news too. But well, that you was know. the hardest thing I, I when I thought I was going to get into news. I did an intern at 47 and 26, and that was the hardest thing about it was like he said it's a 24-hour cycle so you get off your job and you're already starting to think about tomorrow and what's happening today and yeah there's never really time to just relax and turn everything off that's a hard hard part we're coming up on on a hard break break. and i'm sorry but you are awesome thank you for joining us thank you very much uh learned a lot about local news and and talking about amazing stories yeah yeah Yeah, matt so a couple of things before we go i just want to find out where is there a place people can find you if they want to talk to you do you have a like an online presence um that people are listening might want to you know your instagram do you still keep up with that and yeah instagram is the main place Mm -hmm. i've not you know I'm not going to succumb to TikTok just yet, but, uh, <laughs> but it, Instagram is uh, TV's okay. Matt Hackney. Yep. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, just Google TV's Matt Hackney, and you'll All find right. me. Awesome. So we'll have that in our show notes, listeners. So check that out in the show notes. It'll also be on the site. Uh, Matt, it's been a pleasure. We really appreciate it. And as always, um, you're always welcome to come by the factory again. Of course, um, to do a news story or not, just come get some chocolate. <laughs> some all right, chocolate, it's on. Yeah. It's yeah. on me. All right, so uh, maybe right. someday he'll be doing a news story about the No Focus Radio Hour. Oh, right? that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Very maybe, true. Yeah, um, getting your press release together. Yeah, that's right. Um, very cool, man. Hey, we really appreciate it. Um, also, I'm going to shoot you. Uh, I'll have Marty shoot you our email uh, in our when we post the episode. We're going to have a little. You know, this episode's guest is Matt Hackney. Uh, if there's like a photo or something you want to send our way to put up on that. Um, okay. Marty will be in touch. Our, our producer will be in touch. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I really appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, it's uh, been amazing. Thank yeah. you, sir, for spending the time cool. with us today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Hey, have a good day. See you, man. Good night. Thank See you. Bye, Matt. Take care. Bye. Matt was a super cool guy. Like, oh uh, yeah. Was a good that guess. was amazing. Was I keep saying that word, and it really was. You know. Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, just like a just a kind kind uh soul you can tell right well you know we, we always watch the news and it's like we never realize sometimes that these are actually people too and they're going through things you know as they're filming it uh, good and bad you know depending on the story and yeah especially amazing. the people behind the cameras right you don't yeah. think about what well, you're just watching you sometimes you'll think about the people in front of the camera you'll think yeah. about the newscaster the person telling the story you're not thinking about the people who are getting the audio carrying the cameras and doing all, doing that all that the technical stuff, stuff. Right. and that said he's he's driving He's locating stories. Yeah. He's making, you know, sometimes he's by himself. Sometimes he's with a reporter. But, yeah, he does. they do a lot of hard work. Yeah, a yeah. lot of stuff there. Um, yeah, any, any closing thoughts? We've got a few minutes here left of the show. We're going to get to one more segment before we go. 
wanted to um, Marty anything? I know you have a your your good did friends you meet with Matt. Matt. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's hear that. Oh, uh, through my nephew, my adopted nephew Ryan. He uh, and also Pre- uh, Pre- his brother Preston. So we got to know Matt a little bit, and Matt's Matt is really a genuine guy. He's a really nice guy. And he's always working, though. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a hard job. <laughs> that's he, what I was has, saying. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this news gig. It's too hard. There's right. no breaks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Fortunately, he stayed up late to do this with us. Yeah, because he's got to be at work at 4 in the morning. Oh, yeah. 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 oh, well, thank you even more. Yeah, no, uh, what a Matt. stud, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, wow. I wish I wish I could, like, um, you know, I was promote him. You know, sometimes we have people on the show who can promote their beef jerky or promote their art. Or promote a product, their, per se. But Matt, I'm just like, right. watch the news. Yeah. So, but you know, check him out. Like his photos on on uh, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Maybe you'll make him an Instagram celebrity or something. Also working for ABC News, he uh, works for Disney. That's right. So he gets Disney perks. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And Disney has this one store where they'll sell like costumes from J- uh, Jungle Cruise or different things from Disneyland mm-hmm. that they don't sell to the public. It's like but, auctioned off or something. Yeah. Well, it's a store, and you go there, and you could buy different oh, things. Oh wow. So they just have all this weird yeah. Disney memorabilia and stuff that you can buy That's that you can't cool. buy as a normal like, person. I've been there. Is it like a big warehouse yeah, somewhere? Yeah, yeah I've been to that weird, weird house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's cool. Because my aunt, I always or Kristen's aunt used to work there. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. So. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we got five minutes left, guys. I want to do. Well, I was Don- going to say, do you yeah. think do you think Matt would would give us discounts to go to Disneyland? I, oh, I the Disneyland uh, discounts. Yeah, because they get uh, ABC thirty. Right. Want to do a Don Schlitz pulls or buy this not this? Yeah. Oh, let's do. You know, we got three Don Schlitz pulls. Let's, oh, let's move. cover one. Let's, let's cover. One. One. Let's do one. Well, no, let's push it. Push I it. Do a Vegas extravaganza. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Let's okay, do so a buy this, this not no. that. One second. Uh oh. We got something in the mail. Do you know what it is? I don't, because I ordered it when I was drunk. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marty, what do you have? Okay, so a long time ago, I did actually buy this when I was drunk. I bought myself a <laughs> bug assault. Okay. It's a, oh, the salt thing. Yeah, it's oh, a I rifle. That. I got that it. You, and you lock it like yeah. a Nerf gun, and you put you salt it, in it. Put salt in it, yeah. And you uh, shoot, shoot flies, it and it kills them, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I bought this, and I put it, had used it for a while. It was okay. I put it away. And then recently, we've been inundated by flies Ugh. in my house. Like really? for some reason, oh, it's yeah. just like we. I'm killing. They're like be ten Is flies it those on haunted, the window. Haunted dolls or the uh, dead like bodies that. or something. Kind of the Amityville horror. Yeah, that's what. I'm- so you know, I could have bought a fly swatter, but why would I buy a fly swatter? Because no. it's nasty. No. It spreads guts everywhere and germs. And um, next yeah. thing I know, break, my 12-year-old boy smacking his sister with it. I don't need that. <laughs> so instead, I pull, I've pull. i got the gun assault out, you know, the, the um, bug, bug assault. assault. Bug assault. Yeah. And I dusted it off okay. and filled it full of salt. And I was just nailing these flies. It works really? good, were, huh? Yeah, it works great. Because you'll shoot them and it mm-hmm. doesn't sometimes always kill them, but they can't fly because they're all mangled they're a little bit. Up. They're just yeah. like, oh my God. How they, much so salt is it? It's like shoot. a shotgun, right? Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like a shotgun. So it's little, little grains it's of a little, salt. It's a little bit of salt that it'll shoot. And it's, yeah. you know, it's not enough to be, oh it's my like God, there's salt pressure. everywhere. Right. Right here. But, there it is. You yeah, got yeah, it up yeah, on the salt. Here we go. Because I got the, like, the first generation when it first came out. And but lately, I, yeah, yeah, and they're they're better now because they use less salt and they have I don't know about the air pressure, but these things have like you pump it and it even has a safety. You got to switch because oh, you yeah. don't want to shoot yourself by accident. No, with this yeah, thing. yeah, you don't want brothers and sisters shooting. But himself. I could shoot a, a fly anywhere from two to almost three feet away and ki- and wound yeah. it or kill it. Now, do you have? To, is it just normal table salt you put yeah, in? It's there? Just yeah, it's normal table yep. salt. Oh, wow. Yep. And yeah, then you have to clean up the salt, right? No. 
Not, it, it just dis- not really. it dissipates, it's, really. It's a small amount of it's, salt. Yeah, it's so small. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, a small it amount. Put it's holes. not a sh- It really won't, unless you're like right next to it, it won't put dents or holes in your in your walls or, or anything. Wow. No. Yeah, I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't shoot it on a computer screen. But right, I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's not a bunch of salt. It's just like a little pinch of salt. A little oh, pinch. wow. And um, it shoots it out with a high air pressure, and it acts like a Nerf gun. Yeah. But it shoots salt. And you could just nail these flies and it'll mess up their wings or just kill them outright. Mm. And then you just got to go around and gather up all the fly bodies. But it's been right. fun because I'll go out there. One. I'm going to get one. And I think I'm like Rambo. And they're about, what, 45 bucks plus? Oh, it's got a laser sight. That one's got yeah, a laser that's a new sight. one. They got laser sights oh, now. The for insect bucks. salt gun laser bug beam for bug salt 2.0. They're on sale. Oh, my gosh. I got to get oh one of those gosh, for mine. Guys. Yeah, I have one. And I have the problem of I don't have any really any flies in there. Oh, I get you're just one. trying to invite flies in. Yeah. That's I'm like, come on, I'll yeah. leave the door open for hours. Because I used to do that, and I'll go out there by the garbage can and shoot them, but now it's just like we're inundated with it. So it, it's really, having the bug assault has really brought yeah. a lot of joy in my life, Ooh. because I like to sit out there like Rambo and just hunt these things, you Someone's got to come out with a bug grenade, where you just set Ooh, it, and it that would be awesome. Oh, well, yeah, you like pump it up, and it just, boom, yeah. it just all through the... Now, can I come over wow. to your house and maybe help you? Yeah, we could take off our shoot. shirts, put a bandana around <laughs> our head, have pizza, okay. and kill flies. Yeah, I don't yeah, about Shirts, the, but okay. <laughs> you can get the add-on bug assault bug beam for seventeen ninety-five on Amazon, that. and that's worth I'm it. Because I don't know about you, but it takes you a while to figure out how to aim this. Yeah, thing. and the sights are always jacked up. Yeah, and also it's a little high, so you got to It's it's kind of wonky, but once yeah. you get it, it's okay. But I want to get the laser just because it would be so much better. And help me aim and kill Oh, I think flies. so, yeah. I'm, I'm I like get that. it. I'm going to get that too. I think I'm yeah. going to get myself a bug assault. Um, might order one right now. The Damn. ones in pink are on sale. Are they? Yeah, but that's a that's a great On buy. their I was, website? I was so glad I was drunk when I bought this because it was <laughs> awesome. Look at they got a revolver. Oh, I'm getting the, the shredder. That takes a, you have to have CO2 cartridges uh, with that, but it just I, nails it. It's worth it. it. I'm it's getting the it. shredder, dude. This a thing's 357 freaking bug assault. Pulse. Dirty awesome. Harry, dirty Harry style. Oh. Assault. Oh, yeah. assault. That's I'm awesome. Get, I'm getting that one. Guys, it's been a phenomenal show. Thank you for joining us out there. Thank uh, you, Matt. Matt, we just Thank love you. you. Matt. Thank you for doing what you do and for telling people stories. Yeah. Um, just have a great one, everybody. We'll see you next week. Oh, remember, like and review the show. Tell your friends. We couldn't do it without you or them. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Five stars is always the correct number of stars. For right. I'm going to order that right now. Look at there's